0: Welcome back to another installment of the Uninformed Gamers podcast. Yup. You know, I really should go ahead and actually make a sound with this. Really I am, do. I really do. But you know I what? Do. One day I told myself that once this project is done, I'm going to go back and re-edit the music and make it a little bit more um better. Uh, but I am one of your hosts, Darkness Tiger, also known as Devon, and you can find me at the top of almost all of your leaderboards because I murder the game. So let's go ahead and introduce our next host. You know them. You love them. Mason, go ahead and give us your intro.
1: What up, uh, Mason here, also known as Rad Dreams. It's always a pleasure. Uh do apologize for last podcast my computer crapped out at the very last second so let's hope i have better luck today
0: <laughs> well speaking of a man who doesn't need any luck because nothing bad ever happens to him chris go ahead and introduce yourself
2: <laughs> what a <laughs> damn lie <laughs> 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 yeah <laughs> it's chris look a here it's good to be back for another episode with these two goons. Um, yeah, I look forward to our uh topics today, boys. Yeah, goons, indeed.
0: Goons, we are the goon brothers.
1: Yeah, um, goon squad.
0: So, I kind of mentioned, I actually didn't, I did not mention this to you guys. I am playing a new game. Oh, that
1: what, are you, what are you playing?
0: Well, because of me, and I, I hate that we have to we shore this in every chance we get, but it's so hard not to, because of Xbox Game Pass.
1: Uh, they really just need to sponsor us at this point.
0: At this point, uh, we really do. Like Xbox, Microsoft, if you're listening, go ahead and throw us a little check.
1: Come on, uh, Papa Gates.
0: Papa Gates, um, Papa Smurf, and Papa Gates. Yeah. But no, the new game I'm playing yeah. is, is one I knew very little about, and I actually kind of forgot about it. But then I saw it was one of the new additions on the Xbox Game Pass, and that game is called Last Stop. Have you guys heard of this? I've heard of it,
2: yeah, um, it's been here. but I don't remember which of those indie titles it is. Yeah, so for those, I don't recall either.
0: So for those who are on uh, who currently have Steam, it's also on Steam. Last Stop is a supernatural adventure video game developed by Variable State and published by Annapurna Interactive for Microsoft Windows. Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation Four, PS Five, Nintendo Switch, and it had a release date of July twenty second. I don't care what any review says about this game because I've actually not looked at a single review. This game is just so great. It's weirdly great. It has great artistic style. Um, you appreciate the story arc that it's trying to tell. I I've only like I haven't gotten that far into it. But I really I really like this game. I have no real uh criticisms at this point. It's just fun for just an, a cool little indie game.
2: What what exactly is the game like? What do you do? Uh
0: do you remember the the Telltale series? Yeah think about it, it exists kind of in that same realm is that you're just kids you're controlling a character and you make choices uh, and that really it there's no real like uh, at this point I've gotten this far there's no real combat mostly like a uh, quick turn events and just uh, dialogue choices I got gotcha. you yeah and the story when you start off with each character as of right now there was three characters you start off with each one you gotta like um, go through a quick little scene and then, like, uh, for the first character, you're, like, running, and you're, like, running to, like, this really cool music that fits the scene. For the second character, you're, like, uh, I guess you work for, like, some secret spy agency, and she's, like, walking through the corridors, and it's, like, it just it just works. Everything just comes together and works. Huh. I have to it's check it my... out. Yeah. yeah. That does it's...
1: sound, like, right in my wheelhouse of something that I would enjoy.
0: It's absolutely free. Yes, it does have its little uh, glitch hiccups. It's an indie game. They all do. That's fine. But... It is. It is perfectly fine, but it is just a nice, fun little game that I can hop in and hop out yeah. and not feel bad about.
1: Yeah, that's super but, cool.
0: Yeah, but what are you guys playing?
1: I'll let Chris go first.
2: Um, I would say Final Fantasy fourteen online. Oh, nice. Okay. nice. Still playing that.
1: So, uh, not to interrupt Chris, but I heard mm-hmm. something about Final Fantasy fourteen that the – the game is selling so well that, like, they had to halt the digital purchases of the game itself.
2: That is true. That is, that is definitely true. Um, so I don't I know if it's it still popular. going. Yeah. Basically, what happened was the streamer, Osmond I don't yeah, know yeah, exactly how to say his yeah, name.
1: Yeah, I know. He does uh, um, Dark Souls and shit, right? Yep,
2: yeah. Dark Souls, WoW. Uh, WoW was his biggest game. That's, like, his main thing that he it's known for. Yeah. Um, so he was like one of those last like um, wow people and he like i believe it was about two weeks ago he tried out um final fantasy 14 and him and all of his subscribers which is a lot yeah i know he, he's
1: got a big following
2: yes him and his squad came to final fantasy 14 basically people were waiting for like hour or like an hour or two to get into servers which was which was not normal for that game no um usually i wait like usually i join and this it'll say like there's like 10 to 40 people ahead of you in the queue and usually that takes like 30 seconds to a minute (laughs) um when he came i guess it was like an hour or two i didn't play that weekend like where it was like the peak him um but I guess people have been getting really tired of um, WoW at this point. They're mm-hmm. they're not liking the game as much anymore, and they're coming over and trying Final Fantasy because so far Osmond Gold has like really liked it. Um, and so yeah, they've just been coming and joining the Final Fantasy family.
0: Nice. Well, I, mean, I guess it seems like quite a lot of things are leaving Blizzard. Uh, Mason, <laughs>
1: <laughs> little <laughs> little, uh, little uh, teaser there for one of our topics. Foreshadow. Um, so the biggest game i'm playing um i'm actually gonna save for our our topic because one of our topics is the exact game that i've been playing um if we want we can just kind of segue into that um and then kind of move into our main story
0: yeah let's segue into that what are you playing my good sir all
1: right so i am playing a brand new game that came out uh very recently And you too may have heard of it. It's called Pokemon Unite. Yep, It is the Pokemon company as well as Game Freak's take on uh, MOBAs. Like, you know, Defender of the Ancients, League of Legends. But except it's with Pokemon. And it is, uh, you know, obviously produced um, in conjunction with the Pokemon company and Game Freak uh, by another company called Tencent. Which is, as you know by now, is a massive Chinese conglomerate that owns literally like everything uh, in China. It's, it's honestly insane. They actually own Riot Games. Um, to give you a kind of a frame of reference there, but the the game itself is it's actually a lot of fun. Um, it's very easy to pick up and learn and play. And coming from League of Legends. I was able to actually learn it faster and understand the like the core concept a lot better and you know I'm obviously familiar with the Pokemon franchise you guys know this. Yeah. And just being able to play as your favorite characters is really cool. There's currently I think 20 playable characters right now at release and there's going to be more know, obviously released down the road that you can uh, download either with the in-game currency or for that real USD. Um, So in terms of kind of the premise is it's kind of like capture the flag in a way or like um, King of the Mountain in a way where you have a group of five against a group of five and you... Uh, try to score goals with your Pokemon team and whichever team has the most points at the end of the match is the winner. And the matches are very fast, 10 minutes long. So it's very Mm. quick, you know, Uh, you can pump out games very fast and you're, if you're getting your butt kicked, they did add in, you know, the surrender feature. I believe it activates within like, five minutes or so of the match so if you're not feeling it you know you can always surrender um and then there's no in-game chat which i adore
2: really that's hilarious (laughs) yes
1: i i'm a big fan of this move by the game because coming from league of legends you know this chris the chat is so toxic
2: scum just (laughs) like like, the worst people
1: on the planet they'll they'll, they'll hurl like the worst slurs at you and just say like you need to die and just like horrible reprehensible things that they'll say to you and it's like the fact that there is not that option in Pokemon to do that is fantastic
0: you know I I have to
1: uh, communicate is through discord or something
0: I don't I do not hate that actually
1: Yeah, I don't either. Um, And then, like, um, let's see, what what else is there? Oh, you actually progress during the match. So you start off as, like, a baby Pokemon or, like, their um, rookie form, if you will, like a Charmander. You know, he evolves into Charmeleon and then Charizard. So during the match, at certain levels, you actually evolve.
0: Mm -hmm. And if you
1: achieve, you know, a certain level, you evolve into Charizard, the final form, and you're able to do a bunch of shit. And that's kind of like the one of the other objectives is to kind of level your Pokemon up during this match so that way you become stronger and can do more for your squad. So that I do appreciate.
0: Now, does this game like have staying power? Do you, you expect yourself to be playing this game like uh, uh, six months from now?
1: If they add more content, and more characters and make it um less grindy for people that want to do like free to play then i do see myself playing it for longer than like six months or so but as of right now i i'm not surprised at this um pokemon unite is very pay to win and, um, this, and this yeah. Unfortunate fact was made apparent and popular through a Twitch streamer who goes by the name Moist Critical or Penguin Zo on his YouTube channel. You might mm-hmm. be familiar with him. Um, anyway, he decided to do an experiment live. He busted out his credit card. He didn't obviously reveal the information on it, but he spent like $100 or more on in-game currency and bought these items that allow you to um, kind of upgrade your stats in-game. Yeah. So he bought three items, maxed them out to their uh, highest point possible, and he literally was able to get 20 kills per game, and he was also able to 1v5... entire enemy team by spawn camping them because of these like crazy upgrades that he just purchased with money
0: now that doesn't seem fun and or well i I wouldn't say fair because technically anybody has access to do it however i feel like if the if you can monetize this play then they should put you in a separate category to other people who have also monetized
1: i i agree with that and uh uh, Pokemon Company and Game Freak did take notice of this, and they are promising changes to the in-game currency, because what I did notice while playing it, there, one, is no warnings for these purchases. There's no, like, disclaimer message that you typically would see for in-game purchases. It's very simple. It is predatory. Um, So that is one of my, you know, highest complaints about the game itself is you know you guys as well as the listeners you know that i am very adamant against um predatory in-game purchases such as loot boxes for sure and because it's basically it's gambling uh for children
2: yeah the um i heard that uh they put out like a survey to ask for feedback when they're oh, on their are mechanics. Yeah. <laughs> good. Um, so hopefully they get the feedback that that, that the gamers are going to give and mm-hmm. understand that they need to change it. Yeah. And hopefully those changes don't take too long. Yeah, uh, that's before what I hope the game's to. I
1: mean, but other than that, um, I haven't exposed or excuse me, I haven't experienced any issues with playing the game. Like I myself haven't reached that point where I'm like, Oh, this is unfair. cause I'm currently doing free to play. Um, you know, it's free to download. So I, I don't want to spend any money on it. <laughs>
2: um, but so That's far
1: fair. it's been a pleasant experience. Uh, so hopefully it stays that way for me.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I hope so.
0: But let's watch McCullough. Let's go ahead and let's move over to our meat and potato story. The main topic,
1: the creme de la
0: creme. The creme de la creme. And um, we mentioned it a little bit earlier. What's going on with Blizzard, guys? Let's just go ahead, just jump in. What is going on with the world? Explain this to me like I was a child.
1: All right. So there's a lot here. there there's is a
0: lot there. There's a lot to unpack and I'll, I'll kind of give the. This is about t- to unpack from California.
1: <laughs> yes. Well, this, is, this will be like a TLDR um, almost. So in an, in an earlier podcast episode, we did cover riot games and their quote unquote bro culture or frat bro culture. And that, you know, employees were kind of tr- trying to fight up against Riot and their chauvinistic ways. However, this did not gain a lot of traction. Uh, they even, you know, went on strike. You know, uh, over hundred employees, you know, went on strike against riot games for this type of culture, but it didn't receive the media coverage nor the traction, and unfortunately, not a lot really happened. That's not the case with this story. The state of California is suing gaming giant Activision Blizzard over unequal pay and sexual harassment. And this has been ongoing. This fostered sexist culture has been ongoing even before the Activision Blizzard merger in 2008. mm and it is just now reaching a fever pitch so much so that people are discontinuing coverage of professional esports for blizzard games such as Overwatch and StarCraft
0: this and- this this whole story is just Bananas because I yes. found well, what's it I had saw that California was getting ready to sue a video game company, which yes. does not happen that often, no. guys. And but that's what I reason
1: why this is that, gaining so much traction,
0: it, it, it is because if California, the, the California Department of Fair Housing and Employment filed an explosive lawsuit against them, and we saw I saw this on Twitter that any like Activision Blizzard property. And just stop tweeting on social, just stop tweeting, yep. stop posting. That included Call of Duty, World of Warcraft. They all shut their shit mm-hmm. down. They did not post or say anything. Yeah, was, like, what can movement. you say?
2: Yeah,
1: there was even a movement inside of World of Warcraft, the game, where character like players would log on to their characters and they um, did the sit function, that you can do in game and gathered around in one of the main towns and did a virtual sit down against the company.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That's actually incredibly creative. I have to give that to them.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, it,
1: it was very creative, and it even got yeah. so bad. Um, this is very recent. This happened today. Uh, it was reported at 3:44 p.m. by Kotaku. That over one thousand Activision Blizzard employees sign a letter condemning the company's response to these allegations.
0: Over one thousand out of ninety five hundred. So that means one in nine yep. agrees that, yeah, we should be sued. Yes. And at this point, we've 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 seen it unfortunately time and time again where. These companies have this quote unquote uh, bro or frat bro culture. And it's this is like legitimately demeaning and gross. If I remember correctly, there was a story and I don't I might not have been in Activision, it was at Activision or Ubisoft, where one woman ended up committing suicide because of it.
2: Yeah, Blizzard and, Blizzard, was and so um Blizzard.
0: And you you see the stories where one woman is just like, yes, this happens very often to the point where it is an open secret that if you are a woman, expect to be treated terribly, expect Mm -hmm. to be groped, expect to be paid less. Just hearing the stories from these women about like, oh, well, uh, we're getting paid like literally a third, and we do majority of the work, or they lose out on management opportunities only because they're a woman. I am just like, these are the stories that you hear about. Oh, these are. Clear, utter cases of discrimination, and Activision was just running with this. This yeah. is what they. This is how they ran their business.
1: And what's what's even uh, more telling is that this lawsuit was filed on July twentieth by the Department of Fair Employment and Housing for the state mm-hmm. of California. And do you want to know what Blizzard said
0: what in they response said?
1: to this? They're, they said, "Quote." In a statement, an official statement, mind you, they said, quote, that this is the work of unaccountable state bureaucrats.
0: Oh. 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 Okay. Oh. That's... Now that's... Now that's... That's... uh, Clearly, I'm unfamiliar with that term because... Who do they think they are? Because it's not like the state bureaucrats are sitting here saying, oh, well, they're, they're doing this, and we're just going to throw money at the bus. These are your own employees, the people that you have fired, the people that you have paid significantly less coming out against you, and you have the nerve, instead of pointing the finger at yourself and you reflecting on the poor decisions and the terrible management that you've been doing for your company, and you decided to blame an outside factor who finally decides to bring your problems to everybody's attention... That's fucked up. That is absolutely an off, utterly atrocious.
2: Oh, yeah, exactly. It's it's insane to me. (laughs) It's insane to me to think that they're just like, yeah, no. the The state of California is out to get us. Like, what the what the hell does the state of California to have to gain from this? Nothing.
1: Nothing. They're just trying to
2: protect the people that you are harming. (laughs) Exactly,
1: and to make matters even worse this also happened today. Like all of this is like real fresh and visceral. Um, so a lot of this is new information, uh, today the Activision chief operating officer. So he's one of the you know head hunches of the company. His name's Joshua Taub. Uh, he is saying, um, that quote, the best way for protection is to reach out to your supervisor, hotline and other avenues.
0: Well, someone, I was, again, I was reading more into this, someone great, gave a great quote. And they were like, we've gone to HR, and HR makes it seem like we're the problems. And then someone made a good point. HR is not there to defend the worker. It's there to Nothing defend matters. the company.
1: Exactly. 100%. And, and because Upper Cut Critical uh, is the one who reported this quote, they even asked him about... You know is there a potential for the staff to unionize because of all of this fallout and that's what he said in response to that unionizing question was that oh well hmm. if there's a problem just you know reach out to your superior <laughs>
2: oh um, uh, kind of i've always we're... felt in the gaming industry unions is how they oh, should oh yeah be, right? I agree.
1: unions are definitely needed in the gaming industry and the film industry
0: yes yeah there's writers guild as well yeah um but i think that with this story i think that this is going to be the start of a movement for unions we saw yeah. we saw with amazon they were trying to unionize but the key the problem with that situation is there was so a lot of money misinformation money. so much so, money
1: like here's the thing with amazon not to get off topic this will be very brief is they have so much money to just union bust and yeah. they, they have money in the government where they actually fund, um, they're called uh, super PACs in the government where they actually pay people via donation to advocate for them in litigation. So if if somebody were to bring up some sort of um, law or bill to try to get Amazon to play ball better, you know they have these people within the government that they have on their payroll just to say like, "Oh, nah, fam, we good."
2: Right. Yeah, I one hundred percent. They, I hate that it's like that because they're definitely a company that needs a union because they're just they're just so big. Like mm-hmm. they 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 can do basically whatever they want because mm-hmm. they just throw their weight around, which is just billions of dollars.
0: We're coming. to
1: Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Devin.
0: No, no. We're coming to the world where, like, yo, yo unions, we need unions back because companies are taking far too advantage of, yes, they are. of people who are living paycheck to paycheck.
1: And, like, I'm I'm one of the few fortunate people where I work in a factory environment for, you know, Ford, and I'm so grateful that I have a union to protect me because if I didn't, I would be screwed, because mm. I I see the way that they treat employees at the assembly uh, at the assembly plant, and it was especially telling during the midst of the pandemic. Like it was just so atrocious,
0: mm.
2: ridiculous. And
1: now,
0: uh, now, do you guys remember the uh, the CEO of Activision Blizzard? Yes. Yeah. Bobby, Bobby Kotick. Yep. Mm. Do you think he's going to keep his job after this? I do. Yeah,
1: either, I am, that or, either that or he's going to get a golden parachute.
0: Oh, he's—I guarantee he is. Because the reason they kept him and gave him one hundred fifty-five million dollars, oh, because the stock <laughs> prices are so good. Um, bro, you guys are the biggest video game story right now about how disgusting of a company you are. One hundred percent. And then you have this this douche sitting there with a stupid ass smile, with one hundred fifty-five million dollars in his pocket. It's not a good look. It no, is not. It's not.
1: And the one of the last things that I'll kind of touch on with this topic is I just saw this uh, kind of video clip today. It was from a like convention that Blizzard was at. I think it was actually at Blizzcon. This happened many years ago. Um, it was a question from a female like guest of the convention. like so she paid money, waited in line. To ask this question for this panel for you know it was a bunch of people right so she asks this question of the female characters within World of Warcraft she says quote I respect and applaud Blizzard for uh, their strong female characters within World of Warcraft however it does appear as if they are straight out of a Victoria secret catalog. Do you feel like the over-sexualization of these characters is a issue? And if so, do you have any plans to combat it? Mm. So this, this was her question. A and
0: very fair question, mind you.
1: And it, it it was very well thought out and presented very, very courageously. And if you are familiar with the WoW female character designs, I mean she she's right. They they are sexualized. It's very similar to a lot of like League of Legends female characters and how they're sexualized. Like Chris, I know you're familiar with the league characters. Yeah,
2: yeah. They and it's like they just they just do it. It's just, just Riot Games is like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so
1: guess what blizzard says in response. And you can find this online. Well, um, like this clip well, has not aged
2: well. Especially they're probably like, it's just fine.
0: No. Well, knowing Activision blizzard, I can guarantee it was a well thought out, um, perfectly uh, response that went through their legal department. That's not going to get them in trouble at all.
1: Uh, so no, unfortunately. Uh, so the person who was one of the heads at the time, at, at Blizzard says this in response. He says, quote, well, what catalog would you have liked them to come out of?
0: Oop!
2: <laughs> My god. Yeah. Alright.
1: <laughs> that was met know. with a, like a, oh, from the crowd. And you can see he, this, this female. Crowd bros. Like, her yeah. face, as soon as he said that, like, you could see like the defeat in her eyes and how she like just immediately lost faith in this company that she obviously loved because she attended this specific convention for them. And just to hear that response from them was just heart wrenching and just a real gut check for her. And even after she was done with the question, they continued to, Kind of berate her as well as make light of the question itself by just continuing to pile on, just saying like just really like douchey things.
2: Yeah, and I bet you she went home and never played that game
1: again. Oh, I, Um, I I I wouldn't either. Believe that I wouldn't. Yeah, and that's I'm so glad that I have boycotted Blizzard. Um. Like I, I boycotted them well before this all happened. What did it for me was the um, "Do you not have phones?" comment.
0: Oh yeah, are
2: you talking about the Diablo yeah. thing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was that was a good one too. So that's, Man, there, there's something else. Yeah,
1: that's that's what did it for me, and why I kind of uh, stopped playing. But now with this out i even have more reason just to just not touch any of their products
0: and i think that that's a lot of people because chris you mentioned you were playing the final fantasy of what is it 14 the mmo yes And, and that's actually one of the reasons why the also with the influencer but that's the reason why a lot of people are actually leaving out of world of warcraft because people are kind of disgusted with activision oh right? yeah
1: and and not only that like wow itself is one of the very few games that is subscription based
0: yeah and why am i going to continue paying my subscription when the content you released is usually not that good and you're just you're being a very scummy company like oh, there's yeah. no way. They're, they're
1: just being very reprehensible
0: like I have I'm finding myself having difficulties because I don't I don't think I'd support a blizzard in any way, shape, or form. I don't recall the last time I bought an Activision pr- uh, product, but I'm okay. I don't need to do that. I, I think no. I'm fine. I I at this current moment Activision Blizzard is going to need to do a lot of work. And I'm not just talking about, oh, we're going to put out a press release and we're going to donate to all these organizations. No, I need to see actual changes. I yeah, need there needs
1: to be like systemic change.
0: There needs to be systemic change from the top all the way down to the bottom. Not just, oh, we're going to fire this manager and that manager. No, these managers learned this from someplace. Yes. These, these managers were emboldened to do this behavior. This is – it is this a part of activision and either you cut the entire cancer out or you let the company die and i activision blizzard is obviously not going to die that's kind of an over exaggeration but for me i i just can't support this like if if you're not taking care of your own people the people who put in long hours the people who dedicate their time to these passions that they're working on that i'm sure they all love And you're going to treat these people, specifically the women, like absolute shit every time they come into work. I'm good. I appreciate them and the work that they're putting in, the frontline people. But all of this company culture BS, I am out. Activision, fix your shit, get better.
1: Exactly. 100%
0: agree.
1: And something that also needs to be fixed as we segue into our next topic is how things are rated on Rotten Tomatoes. (laughs)
2: um yeah all all of these sites it's 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 getting a little ridiculous
1: these like rating sites for movies like especially like like steam has this issue too where like if people don't like a game or like something in a game on steam they can like review bomb the game and make it appear as though it's not good even though it is
2: yeah and it's and it's like with spe- so with steam specifically you can review a game that you haven't purchased yes. i believe and <laughs> like i just don't understand why there's no like check system for this and yeah, there, it goes the same way with movies like yeah, why like why don't you verify these purchases cuz then mm-hmm. people will be less likely to do this type of shit
1: exactly so the reason why i bring this up and this will be very brief is that the new he-man Masters of the Universe came out. Um, You know, we kind of talked about it briefly on the podcast, especially with the uh, trailer and how cool the trailer was. (laughs) Um, So this show has a average tomato meter. You know, it's like the Rotten Tomato score of 94%, which is very good. Like anything above 90% is usually considered like a must watch, right? The average audience score is a 32%.
0: And this Oop. is 32. Oop. that's that's pretty low. That's a major discrepancy between the two.
1: And the big reason why is He-Man came out in the 80s. So you have a lot of these older male viewers hopping in, not liking the changes, and just saying, this isn't the He-Man that I grew up with. Fuck you. And yeah. so, they, like they review bomb it, even though they probably haven't watched it.
0: That's but you you see that quite often, and I and I don't know what it is with people when it comes to like nostalgia. People just feel like, oh, if it's not exactly the way I remembered my childhood, is ruined. First yep. off, how fragile was your childhood?
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> how fragile are you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. right. They're mad at character. <laughs> I don't know why they wouldn't embrace like it. Should, like
1: because like, it, E-Man it looks pretty
2: sick. Yeah, like it. It wasn't like it was like you like a, a huge animation change. The animation actually still holds that like retro feel to it. In yeah. my opinion, like they, they, they actually, did a really good job.
1: They they even kept. Um, the whole, like, I have the power, you know, during the- <laughs> like, they kept that during his, right. trans- like, during his transformation sequence. So, like, yeah. not only are they trying to cater to the older fans, but they're also trying to segue into the new generation of fans exposing them to He-Man, and I just don't understand why these older fans don't Give it a honest chance,
0: and I, I know that the review bombing is usually is just tailored towards just people being dicks. Yes. But yeah, but I am going to go ahead and make a little note here uh, to all people who are getting ready to remake and reboot shit. Stop listening to fans. Fans yeah. don't know what they want.
2: Yeah,
1: fans fans are fickle. They just are. let
2: your viewership do the talking. Screw the reviews. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just if you're getting good views, ignore the ignore that white noise. Like, seriously, yeah.
0: just ignore it. And if if you're into He-Man or you want to get into He-Man, now is a good time to start. The reviews from professional reviewers are coming out, and they are saying that it's a really good show. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so don't listen to what your neighbor down the street or your aunt on your uncle on Facebook says. They're fucking stupid. And I know we're <laughs> swearing a lot this episode, but. Today is a stupid episode. Yeah. Let,
1: let, let, let's, move on to, two, let's move on to some, some lighter we'll, and more positive we'll, topics.
0: No, we're not. We're about to move into another really stupid topic. No! Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm about to, like, I hate to be the... This, this episode is going to be called the stupid episode because... Oh, jeez. This is just <laughs> so dumb. Oh, jeez, so Rick. The topic we're talking about is... Um, a video game that was unveiled at E3, and I want to say either 2018 or 2019. <laughs> it's been a no, lie. actually, I was that was that was a, that was a lie. It was revealed during Ubisoft's press conference at E3 2017.
2: Yeah, it was a long time four ago.
0: years ago, and that game is Skull and Bones. And I said on this podcast, and you, we can go back and play the tip, the, play the tape. I said this game was going to get canceled. <laughs> and here's the thing. I was wrong. This game is apparently now too expensive to cancel. Guess, guess how much this game has cost Ubisoft.
1: I don't two even mil. want to know. I don't even want to
0: guess. OK, Chris, you said 2 mil?
2: Yeah.
0: It has cost this one game, Skull and Bones, which we've only seen a teaser <laughs> trailer for, and one gameplay that may or may, or may or may not still exist. Has cost Ubisoft $120 million. Ooh, holy shit. Oh. Yeah, you can't cancel it. You, you've eaten it. It's <laughs> there's literally Ubisoft is literally stuck with a fail on its hands that it does not know what to do.
2: How did it get out of hand like that?
0: Wow. Here's what oh my happened. God. Here's what happened. Here's what happened. So in <laughs> two, <laughs> in 2013. <laughs> So, okay, so in 2013, Skull and Bones was actually not even supposed to be its own separate game. It was actually supposed to be DLC. It was supposed to be initially envisioned as an expansion, uh, but then they were like, well, mm-hmm, people probably won't care to play this. So they decided we'll make it an MMO spinoff under the name Black Flag Infinite, which we're going to see uh, soon with their um, uh, games of service for SS Creed. Problem was, in 2013, after they had finished uh, Black Flag, they realized um, some of the game is now kind of out of date considering Black Fact was released at the tail end of, like, the Xbox 360. So they're like, well, what would be the point of us doing a, a spinoff when we're using these old products? So they're like, you know what? We'll spin it off as its own independent project, and uh, we'll update it because right now the tech- technology is out of, out of date. According to Kotaku, because, man, Kotaku's coming in with the breaking stories this year. Uh, the game has gone uh, multiple changes in direction and scope during development, exceeding its budget multiple times over. Initially set in the Caribbeans, it was moved to the fantasy world, uh, hyper and then finally to the Indian Ocean. Gameplay was redesigned multiple times, focusing variously on naval exploration and ship-to-ship combat, before both were scrapped in favor of land-based survival elements inspired by games like Rust. So basically, what had happened was, is that They did not ever have an official direction in which they wanted to go. So by by you not having a direction, it was kind of, okay, let's go here until we hear otherwise. Well, management would change. Somebody else would take over the project and they would say, nah, we don't like this direction. So the new management would go ahead and take it in a completely different direction, basically scrapping a good portion of the work that was done up to this point. Now, while the game is going through all of these different direction changes, the initial part, the base that they have been building on, keeps crumbling away because it is so out of date. And they just keep shifting the project based off of, oh, Rust is successful, let's make it like Rust. Oh, Oh, um, MMOs are successful, let's make it like an MMO. Oh, uh, Land is successful, let's make it like Land. (laughs) And this just kept happening for eight years.
2: I cannot believe, like. Crazy. Like whoever is the management in charge of this project or has had touched this. And in, in these past eight years, I don't know what you're doing. Like, because like, obviously you don't know what you're doing, <laughs> but like, I can't imagine being like, yo, I've got my hands on this project and yeah, six years past, man, we're, we still haven't figured this out. <laughs> <But we're laughs> just like, just pick something. So this
0: all so this initially took place, Chris, in 2013. We didn't right. see a trailer for it until 2007. <laughs>
2: 2017. 2017.
0: Yeah, and, and keep in mind the trailer that we saw is no longer the game at all. Right,
2: right. Because you said you said at one point they were talking about land and it was yep. supposed to be a pirate game. It was
0: supposed to be a pirate, just a multiplayer <laughs> combat game. That and they said, like, nah, we scrapped that. Well, they they, they said. They're having an identity crisis. They are, they are having the identity crisis. So it was originally set to be released in uh, Q3, Q4 of 2018. The game was later delayed into 2019. Then again, uh, to sometime after March 2020. On a call with investors in October 2019, Ubisoft CEO Yves Guillemot confirmed the game has been pushed back to at least April of 2021, March of 2022 fiscal year. In May of 2021... Ubisoft announced another delay in, from April 2022 to March of 2023. In September 2020, it was revealed that while developing was continuing, a new vision for the game had emerged.
2: My God.
0: Which resulted in the release de- delays as more development time was needed. As well, it was stated that additional Ubisoft studios, studios such as Ubisoft Berlin, were co-developing the game alongside Ubisoft Singapore. <laughs> and I... <clears throat> And as you're reading in this story, because again, Kotaku had a very large report, Mm -hmm. you're just kind of hearing about what people who actually are making the game, their their thoughts. And a good portion of the thoughts were, we appreciated what we were working on until we weren't working on anymore because they wanted us to change direction. And the foot didn't know what the hand was doing and vice versa. And every time they felt like they were making headways, the management team would leave or be shaken up or put into different projects. And they would have to start from ground zero again. And at this point, I don't see this game ever coming out. I think this game is going to be in development hell. And when it finally does come out, it is going to be at the biggest of a loss. There is no way this game, Skull and Bones, which is not going to have Assassin's Creed in the front of it, is not going to have Far Cry in front of it, is not going to have this massive name in front of it. This game is not going to sell. This game is never going to make money.
2: Yeah, it would. So it would have to release and it would have to do that live service as a like, like, you know, like the uh, it releases content over time, you pay for stuff like season passes and stuff. Yep. It would have to be like the greatest thing ever because right now they're in a debt that I don't know if I don't know what the market was going to be on that. Um, but it's I, you're 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 at a huge negative that you weren't expecting originally,
0: and and this whole like I am, if I was Ubisoft. I hate to say it, but um scrap it. You have to take the L. Yeah. You have you to take the loss. at This point, you you have to. I, you,
2: I'd either scrap it or I'd re- release whatever the this last vision is. That that would that would be me.
0: Yeah, but um, at, but at, at what point? As you're the CEO of a company and you literally have something that's bleeding you money, 120 million dollars <laughs> is not is not a little bit amount.
2: No, that's not. A hey, man. <laughs> Someone might buy it if you
0: release. it. Yeah, well, that,
2: that's true. The, uh, the review might come back.
0: Somebody's gonna play it. Um, I probably will. much um, so call? If you're the head of, if you're the head of Ubisoft, at some point I, you would have to say, "All right, I'm gonna need a meeting with all of my studio heads, and we're going to sit in this room until we figure out exactly the vision we're going to go." If one of these studios or one of these heads decides to change their mind once more, you are being let go. Fired.
2: Fired. Immediately. Immediately. <laughs>
0: so the fact that this oh, has man. taken eight years and $120 million, Ubisoft has no one to blame but themselves. I, It makes me question now, what's
2: like traditional like? Cost on like a like game development, <laughs> yeah, not 120 million dollars. Like, I'm now going to be Googling that. Give me a moment, I'll come back with some numbers.
0: No, 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 but yeah, uh, I hope it kind of comes out, but uh, I don't expect it to come out. Um, it, it's this, the, it's 2023 is the earliest we're expected to see it, and even then, I feel like that's going to be that's I, I feel like I'll be in, a, a different person in three years from now. Yeah. Uh,
2: so, uh, quick thing on this. So, this is an article from 2020, and it says for AAA games, it costs between 60 and 80 million per game. So Ooh. this
0: this is 40 million dollars. This over is for That. <laughs> And this, again, triple like A games. We don't know what this game is about to <laughs> right. We have no idea
2: what this is going to be.
0: It comes yeah. out as an indie game.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's two Ds, like side scrolling Like, come on,
0: <laughs> this, this, they were like, "Fuck it, we just gave up."
2: <laughs> oh man, that's 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 hilarious. Those numbers are crazy to me.
0: All about. right, we're moving away from the dumb stories yeah, now. So
1: let's finally move into a actual like kind of uplifting topic and a, you know, kind of a feel good feel good story in a way.
0: Yeah. Like I mean, I have tears coming out of my eyes because the story, that story was just so dumb.
1: Yeah. So with this new story, um, as you know, as well as our viewers know, the 2020 Tokyo Olympics kicked off Friday and um, I was able to watch the opening ceremony as well as, you know, the uh, like the torch delivery thing, whatever it's called. Um, So what's really, really cool is that the Tokyo Olympics uh, has been showcasing uh, video game music as well as uh, anime music. And during the opening ceremony, this was the most prevalent. Uh, The full list of video game music that has been played so far has been things from Dragon Quest, Final Fantasy, the Tales series, Monster Hunter, Kingdom Hearts, Chrono Trigger, Ace Combat, Sonic the Hedgehog, Pro Evolution Soccer, Final Fantasy, Fantasy Star Universe, uh, Gradius, Near Automata, Soul Calibur, and f- for anime, they've been playing music from High Q as well as Digimon and slam dunk so this is super cool like the uh like the, <laughs> like the inner nerd and like uh weeb in me
2: is just like oh
1: my god finally that's pretty awesome
2: actually yeah that's that's a really cool
1: like cool there's this uh clip i saw it was japan versus like venezuela and like volleyball and the ace of the japanese volleyball team scored a like really significant goal or point and after he scored, um, they played the opening theme song to this volleyball anime called Q, And it was just like, it was so cool.
2: That anime is fantastic.
1: Oh, it's, it's phenomenal. And I, like, I do...
0: Oh, go ahead.
1: Oh, uh, the other thing is uh, a... You know how they do like the floor routine? Yeah. For gymnastics mm-hmm. and stuff? One of yeah. the participants... Uh, did her floor routine to Kimetsu no yaiba or demon Slayers um opening
2: that's awesome that's really cool
1: which is super cool like I'm just I'm, I'm just so happy that like Japan and uh, Tokyo is just kind of like showcasing their culture to the world and just exposing people to like hey anime and video games are cool
2: right right no that's that's really cool it like it really, like, it fits. I'm okay. really glad that they're the ones that did it. Um, I too. It really fits.
1: The, I don't know if you saw this. Uh, during uh, one of the, like, broadcasts for the sports, one of the commentators cosplayed as Jiraiya from Naruto.
2: I will have to look that up.
0: <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I really appreciated that.
1: Like, that is just, that man is living his best life right there.
0: No, I, I appreciate Japan for doing this because they really opened up their ceremony with things that the world really knows and recognizes. Mm-hmm. And I, I do love that we're seeing video game music in more and more places. Uh, I really appreciate that fact. One of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite series I don't really talk about is Ace Combat. And I think the music on that is exceptional. Oh, um, it is phenomenal. And I hope that other comp- or other countries, uh, whoever's going to be hosting the Olympics, will kind of, like, show off those resources. Like, we don't need to show off the military because who cares? But, like, if the United States, like, go ahead, walk in, like, some, like, Red Dead Redemption or whatever. Walk in on a horse <laughs> with, uh, with the fire. And, <laughs> oh, like, God. Kind of something. Uh,
1: I'm, My God. If the United States ever hosts the Olympics again, I'm just envisioning Michael Bay being in charge of the production.
0: Oh god. Transformers are everywhere.
1: Yeah, loud explosions, giant eagles, like uh uh beard just
2: America fuck yeah.
0: Ford, electric Ford f one fifty is with uh, uh yeah. butt light on the back.
2: Yeah, oh right? my god. I got no,
0: no, the, no.
1: I got the F one fifty coursing through my veins.
0: And that's called electricity in Mountain Dew, sir. <laughs> But yeah, I'm a let's on. Mountain
1: Dew. <laughs> I've
0: been drinking green tea, drinking the shit all goddamn day. Um, let's let's switch over to our last story. And right. It brings us it brings us back to Netflix. Yeah, and we always we always talk about how Netflix is really doing a lot of adaptations. Uh, the Tomb Raider series, uh, Godzilla, King Kong, The Witcher is a runaway success. Um, And we've also kind of talked about how Netflix is going to be getting into the video game realm very soon. Now, there is one property that I kind of didn't expect to go to Netflix. Um, But then again, why would I not expect to go to Netflix? And apparently, uh, Netflix is getting a live uh, action Pokemon game. Now, how do you guys Uh, feel about this?
1: It's a Pokemon TV series.
0: A Pokemon TV series, my bad. A live action Pokemon TV series. Now, when I saw this, the first thing that came to my mind was Detective Pikachu.
1: Yeah. 100%. that was, And that was done well.
2: Wildly successful.
0: Wildly successful. successful. Uh, just get Ryan Reynolds out of it next time, and I would be Why? happy to watch. I liked
1: him in it.
0: I don't like Ryan Reynolds. Why not? Eh, I think he's just an That's okay funny. actor. I feel like in Deadpool, that Deadpool is his best role, but in everything else, he plays the same person. I guess (laughs) don't worry i said the same thing about chris pratt i like him guardians of the galaxy but in everything else he plays the same role that's fair but no how do you guys feel about a a live-action tv series of pokemon would you watch and which story would you want to tell do you want like a, a, a remake of the uh of the initial anime would you want new stories would you like detective to exist in the detective pikachu realm
2: so I still haven't seen Detective Pikachu, but I heard yes. it was really good.
0: Yeah, uh, it's available to you on all these platforms.
1: You should watch it, I, this, It's really good. Uh, my wife I don't can know exactly where it's
2: available. All the time.
1: I'll, I'll <laughs> tell you after
0: this chat, Chris. <laughs>
2: um, so I would be okay with something new or if they want to, like, uh, adapt the anime. That would be cool, too. I'd be cool with either way. Yeah. Uh, kinda, until I, I can make a decision on Detective Pikachu. Yeah,
1: I mean, I'm kind of the same way chris um they could either adapt the initial kind of anime at the beginning um do that live action or you know kind of go the detective pikachu route and do like a new story um yeah like you said either way i wouldn't be mad as long as it's done well because you know obviously netflix and other high budget studios don't really have a good reputation for live action video game television series or movies the only exception was the witcher
2: that is true that's very true
1: like the witcher was done impeccably w- just amazing um and I'm, I'm really looking forward to to that sequel when that releases
0: yeah same. i can't wait for uh more henry cavill oh. he is, he, he's literally legitimately good uh the witcher Speaking
1: Um, of uh, Henry uh, Cavill, excuse me, um, I I, I was reading this interview with him where he came across the voice of Geralt by mistake. Really? Yeah, like, during the first day of filming, he forgot that he was just supposed to use his normal speaking voice for the role, Mm -hmm. and he adorned the kind of, like, gravelly accent that he has in the show and this was completely done like on accident and they the the (laughs) showrunners were just like huh we like that better stick
2: to that stick to that stick to that roll boys netflix
0: (laughs) Netflix and stick to things better than ubisoft can who would have guessed yeah Um. (laughs) But if, if we're gonna see a live action Pokemon TV series, I kind of want a new story. I kind of want something where we're not comparing it to the old, where it's something that's completely just thought out, that's well-written, that has a good beginning and a good end. Like, I don't want something where, oh, we'll just write a season, and if it picks up, we'll continue with the 13 seasons, because every show like that ends up being a letdown because they don't know where to take it. If you're gonna make this a series, make it a limited series, Four or five seasons tops, but have the direction you want to go. Uh, if you want to make someone a Pokemon trainer, go that way. If you want to make someone someone who exists in the realm who's not a Pokemon trainer, but who does like a, a job like Nurse Jenny, go that way. How you can, There's so many different things you can do. I just don't want to see like, I don't want to see the same story being told. And I also don't want to see just a, a waste of an opportunity. This is going to be huge.
2: Oh, yeah. Agreed. 100% on board with you.
0: All right. But I think that completes our topic. What did you guys think of the stupid episode?
2: Oh, my
1: gosh.
0: It was uh, something.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, the, the, the first part didn't really make me feel too good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, but at least we at least finished. We started on a good note. We ended on a good note. Yes. Yeah. I that,
2: that, that agree.
0: 100%. And on well, that note, And on that bombshell, thank you for joining us on the Uninformed Gamers podcast. Again, my name is Devin, also known as Darkness Tiger. If you like our podcast, be sure to give a like and or a subscribe. If you'd like to give your opinion, please hit me up on the the Twitter channel at Uninformed Gamers. And I'm always glad to talk to you. However... We don't take criticism Monday through Friday between the hours of 8 and 5 p.m. The reason for that is that's when I work, and I'm a fragile worker. All right, guys, (laughs) give your sign off.
2: All right. Uh, I am Chameleon or Chris. You can find me at twitch.tv slash iChameleonI. It's I-K-A-M-E-L-I-O-N-I or on Twitter at Chameleon Games. Um, Yeah, see you guys next time.
1: And I am Mason, also known as Rad Dreams from Rad Dreams Review, and I did not cut out of this episode.
0: (laughs) Not this time, but you almost did. You almost did. We heard
2: it. We heard heard, Definitely heard it. (laughs) Uh,
1: Well, uh, all all jokes aside, uh, you can find me on my uh, YouTube channel, Rad Dreams Review. Feel free to give me some likes, some comments, some subscriptions. I'm almost at 200 subs, so let's get there, boys um hopefully we'll hit a thousand by the end of this year we'll see what happens but yeah yeah, looking forward to speaking with uh you guys next time
0: all right good deal and as always we'll catch you next time bye
1: later
2: later